0: The real fruit of the problem was that that account didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like it really represented who I was. It almost felt more like I was playing a role of who I thought I had to be to be successful online. And that was really what was causing all of the discomfort and all of the problems. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. Today's episode is a special one. This is a story time. This is me peeling back the curtain and sharing the journey of what happened to my account. So for those of you who may not know, I used to operate under a different brand name. I used to operate under an account and a business name called The Launch Babe. That was my Original business, the original iteration of what I have today in terms of this marketing business, but I used to have an account called The Launch Babe that grew very quickly. It grew from zero to thirty thousand followers in just about eight months on the dot, and then in some a turn of events that amazed everyone. I decided to walk away from that account. I decided to leave it behind and start a new one in under a year of having it. So just after it had experienced this massive growth, I decided I was going to walk away from it and start a new one. And I've posted explanations before of why I did this, but having been almost, well, it might even be two years now since, a little less than two years since I made that shift, I have new perspective on it. And I have new perspective on it from the lens of what actually happened first And then second, what was the deeper issue going on? And I'll explain this as we get into the episode, but there's going to be a little bit of tangible explanation to this, which I have shared before. But then also, like I said, the more psychological backstory of it that I don't think I really appreciated or had the wisdom yet, the distance yet from it to understand when it was happening. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yep, that's what happened that's what was going on behind the scenes. Maybe Emily, you didn't notice it at the time, but it's very clear. You know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty. That is absolutely the case. And it ended up being a really big catalyst for personal growth for me. And so I want to have this conversation. And I think that it's going to be helpful for any of you who might be feeling what I was feeling at the time. And I'll also talk about this from the tangible way too of when is it time to walk away from an account? Like when might you want to do that? So we're gonna cover it all today. This is my big tell all because I know that anytime people either find out that I used to have a big account and walked away from it, the question is always why? I don't get it. Why did you do that? Couldn't you have just pivoted on the account itself? Or if people have been following me since those days, by the way, I love you if you are one of those OG followers. I love all of my followers. I love my new audience as well. But if you've been with me since then, you have been with me for a transformation and a half. So (laughs) thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking with me on this journey of growth. I love you so much. But I know that it was confusing to that audience as well. And obviously not everyone from the first account followed me over to the second account because it's not the same numbers. So we're gonna dive into all of it. And I wanna start first on how that account came to be and how I grew it. So the Launch Babe, when I started out, that was a marketing account. So, this was a stage of my business, the very, very beginning where I was like, okay, I know I want to go off on my own. I had been working for a large entrepreneurial company at the time that serviced both online and in person service providers, but people who were building their businesses online. So, I was deep in this world of online businesses. I was watching other entrepreneurs grow their businesses every day. And I was getting more and more responsibility at the company that I work for to the point where it kind of felt like I was almost doing entrepreneurship. It kind of felt like I was so integrated into their business that pieces of it felt like mine as well. I mean, it was theirs. They were the pioneers. They were building it. But I just felt so deep in it that I was like, you could be doing this for yourself. You've accumulated so many skills now. And so That was kind of all I knew in terms of building a business. There were some pieces that pointed me, obviously, towards marketing. I have a marketing degree. I have a marketing background. I was doing marketing for this company. So that felt like the logical place to start. But other than that, I didn't really know what my business was going to be yet. I just knew that I had marketing. I could turn that into a coaching business. So I started the Launch Babe account teaching marketing. And I didn't know yet that my niche was specifically online coaches. I have since then niched down to coaches and online service providers, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was teaching and I was including product-based businesses in it as well. And what really started to take off my account, side note, this was at the time when reels were pretty new. They hadn't just come out, but they were just popping off. If you remember that beautiful time when we just had incredible reach on our reels. So I started popping off on Reels, making content around finding your niche. And again, my niche wasn't specific yet to online coaches. I was speaking to everybody. So I grew this audience of online business owners, but it was a grab bag of people. They had you know, product-based businesses, e-commerce businesses, in-person service providers, online service providers, coaches. It was this huge mix, but the account was growing and it was working. So I kept feeding the fire, right? And I got Pretty dang good at it. Like, I really, really mastered content creation on that account or the power of, yes, the power of, but really the design of a viral reel. I got to really understand that, and it became easier and easier for me to create content that would just go viral. And then my main focus just became growth. I was growing this account and I was building my first online course at the same time. You know, everybody was asking me, How are you growing your account? So I started making an Instagram course. RIP to Instabiz Academy. If anybody joined that, it was a phenomenal little course, but it had to be <laughs> retired with time. But that was my first product that I put out. It was all about how to grow on Instagram. And that was the business. And I was, I was growing it from there. I started with one on one coaching and it was growing really fast. And it got to a point where I was like, feeling very anxious about it. I wasn't having fun anymore. I started getting really self-conscious about the numbers of my reels because I had some reels go past a million views. And so it was like everything was compared to those really high-performing reels. But then at the same time, that initial launch of that course, I thought it was gonna be so big because I had this huge audience that was growing and growing and growing. And I had all the proof that I knew what I was doing. And the course launch went well, but it did not go anywhere near as good as I had thought it was going to be with the just the sheer volume and rate at which my account was growing by. And so then I started to feel insecure about that as well. And I was like, uh-oh, you have this huge platform. What's going on? And I started to realize in this process that I wanted to niche down to coaches and service providers. It started to become clear to me of like, okay... When I'm trying to help product-based people with what they do online, I'm, I don't feel as well-versed as if I'm speaking to a coach or if I'm speaking to an online service provider. So that started to come forward, which then created this question of like, well, what do you do with the people who are following you? who are product-based businesses, who do have e-commerce-based businesses? Do you make an announcement that your content's just no longer for them? Too bad, so sad. And I started to feel pressure about that. And in this process, Instagram went through one of the lovely phases that Instagram does where Instagram engagement just goes down, right? We've all been through those periods where it's like out of nowhere, engagement tanks. And you're like, well, I guess they changed reach again which they do sometimes, like there's just shifts to the algorithm that shift how far your content goes. But they were going through one of those at the same period that I was starting to question all of this and wondering, like, have I built the right platform or am I preaching to people? Am I sharing what I know with people who maybe aren't my ideal clients? And so I started to feel a little shaky and I took the tanking of engagement as a sign of, okay, Maybe this isn't the account for you. You know, at this point, you know how to build an account. You know how to create content. You have so much evidence to support that. Maybe the best thing that you can do is start a new account. And I really debated. I went back and forth for at least a month. It felt like a couple months, but I'm like, in hindsight, maybe it was just a month because time feels longer when you are in indecision. But I really debated, do I switch accounts or do I just pivot on this current account and keep it because it has so many followers? But ultimately, what decided best to me, and I've definitely shared this before in various places, is it felt better to me to start with fresh energy a clean account, a clean algorithm, meaning it doesn't have any of the old keywords that I was using. It doesn't have incorrect audiences attached to it, telling the algorithm who it should be pumping my content to. I just wanted a clean start. And so that's when I decided, all right, I'm going to shut down this account. I'm going to open up a new one. I also always wanted to change it to my name. I never quite felt attached to the name, The Launch Babe. I just wanted something that alluded to what my account was all about. And I knew my name didn't have notoriety yet when I was just getting started. So I had chosen an account name that I felt was descriptive, but I chose it very quickly. I was definitely in messy action stage, just throwing things out there. And the more I sat with it, the more it confirmed that it didn't really feel like me versus feeling like something I wanted to continue with. So that was a piece of it too, of just wanting a very clean start. I could have just changed the account names, but again, I wanted that fresh start with the algorithm as well. And the good thing that came out of growing quickly was, like I said, I knew I could do it again if I wanted to. But here was the piece. Once you have a big account... And this is something that most people don't realize as they are growing their account at the same time as their business, is that once you have that many eyeballs on you, you have that many eyeballs on you. So people are watching, people are paying attention. There is inherently a little bit more pressure to get things right the first time. And At this stage, like I said, I was pivoting my business a little bit. I was niching down to coaches. I was realizing that what I really wanted to help people with was not marketing across the board at that time. I really wanted to hone in on helping them find their positioning, find their niche. My business has developed since then into more, but at the time I was like, this feels like the focus. Helping people get clear on where they fit into the marketplace, and helping them communicate that through their content, that was what I wanted to focus on. And I was still figuring out how that was gonna translate into offers, how that was gonna translate through into this pivot. And trying to figure that out with 30,000 eyeballs on me, knowing that I was going to likely make some mistakes in the process, because that is just the process that we all go through, felt like more than I wanted to handle. At that point in time, you know, this was very early in my entrepreneurial career. This was very early in me finding my confidence as a coach. Even though I had back experience as a personal trainer for a few years and practice coaching there, this was a new venture, a new business, and it felt very fresh and very new to me. And so 30,000 eyeballs watching me make this pivot and figure out what I was doing next just felt like more pressure than I wanted at the time. And so that also went into factoring into the decision of starting clean. And so that's exactly what I did. If you are somebody who's listening to this and you're like, okay, that all makes sense for you. But I'm kind of sitting here wondering if I should start a fresh account. I just want to add this in as a little bit of context because I have, you know, run the gamut with social media. I do have a good bit of experience in it. I would say, Most of the times, you do not need to start a new account. This was definitely a personal decision that I do not recommend for everyone unless you are okay going through another growth phase. So you're probably going to have a time where your business doesn't instantly grow or your account doesn't instantly grow to the same size it was before. But I would consider that it's always better to have 500 aligned followers that want to be there with you. And you've likely invited them from your old account, so you know you're getting the people who really care and are really are an aligned audience if you are deciding to start fresh. That's going to be better than 100,000 people that are not your aligned audience because they're not going to buy from you anyways. Or they're going to buy from you and they're going to end up being the client who's like, wait, I'm actually not your ideal client, and so now I'm going to ask for some refunds. We don't want to be in that stage either. So a smaller but more aligned audience is always going to be more powerful than a larger audience that isn't full of your ideal audience, isn't full of your ideal clients. And so that was something I factored in as well, of course, whether or not your account is dead. Now, if you've had multiple pivots on your account, let's say it's multiple years old, maybe you've gone through many different iterations of your business. Like, for example, if I had still had my account from when I was a personal trainer and then pivoted that account, you guys have done so many things. (laughs) There was a brief period where I was doing like home apartment decor and blogging. Like If I had turned my personal training account into that account, the blogging account, and then into the me being a employee of this company account and then turning that into this business coaching account and it just felt like I had such a grab bag of an audience and my engagement was like way 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 below what it should be for the size of following that I had then I would consider starting fresh then I would because you got to think that you have all of those different keywords that you used at every different phase of your business in the history of your account in the history of your algorithm. So. The algorithm is probably a little bit confused of who needs your content and they're probably seeing and taking track of when you post content and it's not getting high engagement from this grab bag of audience, they're just going to assume you're not making good content because the people who follow you aren't liking it. And that's going to suppress your content because Instagram, one, doesn't know who to pump it to because you have a grab bag of people following you. And two, the people who are following you aren't liking it because it's not aligned with them or because they're not seeing it, but it just becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where it gets worse and worse and worse. If your audience isn't aligned and they're not liking it, the algorithm's not going to say, hey, well, why don't I show this to more people? Unfortunately, what they're going to see on their end is, well, people aren't liking this. Even the people that follow him or her aren't liking this. So we're just not going to show it to more people. So, if you feel like that's happening to you, that could also be a good time to start a new account. But most of the time, you can just pivot what you have if that feels like the easier option to you, and you will be fine. So, wanted to throw that in there as an aside because I did get a question from somebody in my social media, my Instagram audience now, who asked that around this episode. Okay, so I pivoted. Another question that I got is do I ever regret it? Like, Have I ever thought about going back to the old account? And the answer is no. And that's really just large and in part because once I make a decision, I'm going to move forward with it and I'm not going to sit on, was that right? Was that wrong? And worry about it because the decision's already been made. And this is just such a good way to live your life, to run your business. is just move forward with the decision that's been made and not sit in indecision or wondering if you did the right thing or the wrong thing, because that's just going to hold you back from making progress. So truly, I've never looked at it and been like, that was a big mistake. Also, my income has probably four or five X from that old account. So there was never a monetary reason for me being like, shoot, I wish I still had that account. The other thing to consider is I was rebuilding my offers and it does you no good To have 30,000, 100,000, however many thousand people looking at your business, if you don't have somewhere to put them right away. And I didn't have evergreen offers ready to go. I didn't have something like an online course that I could put them to at that time. So there was never pressure for me to have more people in my world until I could build out the channels for them to actually go to. And so, no, I've never regretted it. I've never felt like I needed to go back to that account. It was very much a clean break and a clean moving forward. So now today, like I said, it's been probably almost two years, maybe more like a year and a half. I feel like I've got a little bit of a new perspective on what happened. So obviously there was the logical side of everything I just shared with you of, okay, my niche has changed. My engagement is going down. I feel like I don't want to alienate people, but it feels like it's going to be weird if I make an announcement now that this is no longer a page for product based people or in person service providers. I don't want to make that post, but also, what if people don't see it and they stay following me? And then that hurts my engagement because they're no longer engaging with my content. Like there was all of that going on. And that was what had me make the decision from a logical standpoint. But now, I can look back at it with new eyes and say like okay there was a little bit more going on that maybe I didn't have the words for at the time and what I can see now that I'm on the other side of it and that there's been so much personal development personal growth professional growth that has happened since then I can look back and I can say that I don't think at the core of it it was really about the pivot in the niche or the down fall of engagement the real root of the problem was that that account didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like it really represented who I was. It almost felt more like I was playing a role of who I thought I had to be to be successful online. And that was really what was causing all of the discomfort and all of the problems was like, it doesn't feel good to show up as this version of who I think I need to be, this projection of who I think I need to be It doesn't feel authentic, so then I have imposter syndrome. So then I don't really want to make content that is important and really shares my own unique perspectives because I don't feel like I have them because I feel like I'm playing a role. And so then that had me kind of second guess the things that I was creating, which definitely came through in engagement. It definitely came through in the drop of interest, so to speak, that I was feeling. And now there also probably was, like I said before, an algorithm dip going on because they just happen from time to time. That's just a reality of being on the app. But. Large and in part, I think the core of the problem was I didn't feel like I was accurately representing myself. I didn't feel like I was being a true and authentic version of me. And that translated into fear. How am I going to figure out who I am? How am I going to figure out who I really want to show up as online when there's so many people watching me? How am I going to figure out this deep and important question of who am I? And what do I bring to the table? And what is the most authentic version of me that I can share with my followers? How do I do this when there's the pressure of performing at the same level that you have been to so many people with your content? And I think that was too much for my brain at the time to handle. This is funny looking back at it now, because this is a conversation that I have with clients a lot. It's kind of like a silly perspective, but it is a little comforting when you think about it of when you are trying to go live for the first time and you're so nervous or you are really figuring out your content creation and it feels so foreign because you're just getting started. Or if you're going through a complete pivot of your business like I was at the time, I always say, what a blessing to figure this out with a small audience. What a blessing to do this now with your most loyal followers who are here from the beginning when your account is small and they don't care because they're seeing value in what you give. What a blessing to get this done now so that once you know without a shadow of a doubt how to show up confidently, exactly who you are and exactly what you're offering in your business, then you can hit the ground running with your content, with your growth and call in the most aligned followers who can see the more Advanced version of you that's gone through this messy growth stage because we can sell to a small audience. We don't need a big audience to do that. You know, if you've been online for any length of time now, you've probably heard the Instagram gurus preach that. But what a blessing to get that messy stage out of the way with a smaller following so that you don't feel like you're doing it on a stage on this gigantic platform. You can wait to call in the crazy followers that are going to help you scale your business. One, when your business is already set up to scale, which just takes time. It just takes maturing of your offers and of your product suite. But also, you're ready for it. You're the version of you that is ready for all of those eyeballs on what you're doing. And so that's a fun little kind of lesson or perspective that has come out of all of this as well of it's not always to your benefit. It's not going to solve all of your problems to just grow fast. Be grateful that you have a smaller platform if that's where you're sitting right now while you are figuring out these foundational pieces. And so just thinking about this as a whole now, looking back, I had to go through this phase of really getting honest with myself about. What felt like me when I showed up online? What didn't feel like me? Where was I thinking that I was not enough to show up as the true, quote unquote, true version of myself and instead felt like I needed to hide behind this projected version of, well, a marketing coach shows up like this. So you need to present your content in this way and you need to present your content in these colors and you need to be like this. Where was I hiding behind that perfected image? of who I thought I needed to be instead of showing up truly as myself. And that doesn't mean not having polished content, that doesn't mean not being professional, but it was easy to hide behind a a projection. It was easy to show up as someone else that made the process of creating easier, but then it also made me feel like an imposter at the same time. It also made me feel like my business and my content was never truly mine. So it was this double-edged sword of, People are getting it and you're leveraging the marketing tactics that make your account grow and make your appealing to other people. But at the same time, you are feeling more and more insecure as the account grows and grows and grows because you feel like it's not really representing you. And so it started this long journey of getting clear on what the version of me is that I want to present to the world and where I really add the most value to clients. And a a big portion of this was just continuing to work, just continuing to work with other people and work on refining my skills as a marketer and as a coach. A lot of clarity came through that. It also was a lot of personal development of sitting with, okay, Where else has this played out in my life? Where else have I gone through this pattern of, for me, this is a personal pattern, but I'm sharing in case you might have something similar in your life that this makes you have an aha moment around where I was trying to do the thing really fast, right? Trying to build the account really fast and find quote unquote success really fast at something. But then once I have it within grasp, finding a reason to reject it. Finding a reason to say, well, I'm not worthy of that. I don't deserve that. This isn't right. So I'm going to reject it. I'm sure I'm not an expert in this stuff, but I'm sure it's one of those patterns of like, before you get to reject me, I'm going to reject you. <laughs> that type of thing playing out in my business. And so then I had to look at that and say, okay, why are you doing this? What is the deeper fear there? Is there a deeper fear of success coming forward? Is this pointing to you, you towards something where you really aren't showing up in a way that feels in alignment. Obviously, that is the case that was happening here. I've shared that very explicitly. But I had to get honest with myself and I had to practice and try different things and try on different versions of me, right? To get to the core of like, well, what does feel like you? What doesn't feel like you? And it was a very humbling experience through all of this. And I can say that I've come out on the other side of it, such a more grounded coach and person in general, human in general. I've learned so much about myself and this is where we always say business and personal development are a side-by-side journey. You really can't separate one from the other because whatever patterns you have in your life, whatever traumas are playing out, whatever patterns are playing out, they're going to show up in your business just like they do in your life. They're just going to take a business form instead of wherever they originated in your own life. And so I got to look at that. I got to examine how that was playing out for me. I got to heal a lot of things that were going on. I recruited a lot of coaches for myself to help me because I was like, you know what? I know this is going to play out again in my business if I don't solve this. I know I'm going to do something else like this where I build something quickly and then decide that it's not good enough or intentionally build it quickly so it's not good enough and doesn't have a strong foundation and then need to start over. Now that I'm on the other side of this, I can see that that was happening. I can see that that played a big role in the leaving of that original account as well. But here's the good news. I fully believe that going through that has made me such a better coach. It has helped me create such a stronger foundation for myself, for my identity, and for my business. I can help other people who might be going through similar feelings of imposter syndrome now or wondering why their business and their brand feels off now. I've learned so much from it that I can help coach others through similar things. And now my business is ready. Like I had a moment, it's what sparked the inspiration for this episode where I looked around and I was like, hey, you're ready to grow your account again. Because I've kind of been sitting in this place where it hasn't felt like the time to grow my account with the same vigor, the same enthusiasm, this new account, the It's Emily Sinkata account that I did for the Launch Babe account. Growth has not been a focus. It truly has not been a focus of my content strategy. I've taught it in various programs, but I really haven't utilized it for myself because it's like I've been waiting to be ready. I've been waiting to have the channels built out in my business, which they are all starting to be unveiled now. Niche Mastery, the go-to coach formula was the first rebirth of my business and of my offers. And there's so much more on the pipeline, but that pathway for clients is going to be there. I'm going to be ready to have viral content bringing people in that are ideal clients and know that they're ideal clients because I know myself so much better as I'm making this content now and I know who I'm serving and I know the transformation that I provide. When they come into my world, I'm going to have places for them to go where back on the old account, I didn't have them ready. So I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. I think that if I hadn't learned that lesson through that experience, it would have, like I said, played out in other ways in my life and in my business because what we don't learn from continues to repeat in our lives. And so I'm very grateful for it. And like I said, never once have I regretted the decision. I just think it's all part of the process and it's all part of the process of growth. So I hope that you found this episode a little interesting. DM me on Instagram. Let me know if you knew this backstory, if you even knew that I had the old account before. One of my mastermind clients just told me she had no idea I even used to be the launch babe. So it's just funny to see how people are coming in now don't know that old version of my business and of my account and how there are still people from those OG days as well. And so I'm loving the mix. So let me know if you knew this story before. As always, if you gained something valuable from this episode, do me a favor and screenshot it, share it to your story, Tag me. Let me know what you took away from this episode. Share it with a friend who needs it as well because I always love to see your reflections. And my number one goal with this podcast is just to get it in the hands of as many people as possible who need it so that we can all continue to build incredible businesses and brands together. All right, you guys, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in.